What is good, guys? Ian Walker here with a new stream. This week, I am here uh, doing a stream. I'm hopefully going to be joined up with uh, Tarek Holmes. He is an artist on Instagram that I follow very religiously. Um, he has a comic book series called Atlas that he does. And um, hopefully I'm going to have him on the podcast with me today. Hopefully both of us will be able to switch back and forth and we can see what uh, each of us are working on. Let me grab some more lightning here really quick. Let me adjust this real quick. All right, so once he arrives here, um, I will go ahead and uh, invite him in, and uh, we'll get going. Toner, what's up, man? Welcome to the stream, my guy. My guy. <laughs> Let me turn my camera back on. All right, so let's go ahead and switch back over to here. Anyways, I hope everyone is having a good day today. Uh, so once um, once uh, Tarek comes in and is able to pop in, I'm going to add him to the stream. And uh, but for right now, I'm going to be working on this Toshinori Yage that uh, that my wife wanted me to do for her. I have not drawn him. In this form, she's uh, we're watching My Hero Academia, and she's enjoying him and his uh, uh, she always enjoys his uh, his his other form, his I guess he I guess he considered his weaker form, but she just loves his whole look, and so um, she's like, Can you draw Toshinari for me? Girl, you know, I got you. So that's what I'm up to right now. Right. So one of the things I like to do is whenever I draw these characters, I like to draw them in my own style and um, make it make it you know familiar, but also you know a little. A little different here. I got too much hair on this side. So right now I'm working on uh, getting the sketch right here. Um, that's a part of my process is, is, is making sure that the sketch is right. There's no amount of rendering that you can do that will make a bad under sketch look better. Don't care what nobody tells you. I've seen many a drawing where people will try to hide a bad sketch, and uh, you know, it it, it it not be hot. It's just not hot. <laughs> so. I should probably send a message on my Insta right now. 
just let the funk scope the dead blood out. I'm running a Kickstarter right now for my comic, uh, my comic book. It's called Pantheon. Um, so I'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and paste the link for that in the chat. If the comic book is completed, uh, at least the first issue of this is completed. Um, so. The thing is, is that I'm uh, doing pre-orders. So the pre-orders that are being made here are going to pretty much let me know how many copies I need to make up and have sent out and created for everybody. That way it's kind of saving costs here. So that's what I'm uh, uh, attempting to do with this Kickstarter. And uh, so far it's been two days and uh, got a few backers that have put their money with their mouth. It's so I appreciate it. And all that stuff. Oh, we got a man uh, has come in. Let's go ahead and add him to the stream, shall we? Mr. Holmes. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going, sir? <laughs> hey, doing good. Doing good. Good, 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 good. Hey, thanks for coming through, man. I know it's like a, a, a short notice thing. I mean, I know we were talking about a few days, but you know, it didn't quite come come around and get get you know get it on but yeah i want to want to have you on appreciate you coming through bro mm, it's good to be here <laughs> so how's things going with atlas bro i see you got a kickstarter going as well mm -hmm. so far so far so good we are really doing so well i'm getting a lot of uh, good feedback from everybody that's um been supporting and the love and it's just it's been very very uh tremendous so i appreciate everybody you know coming in and you know going in so we are already um i think we already pushed past the goal um Perfect. and my editor and i are just working on the the the, the, the pages as um as they're going now so okay that's nice man that's cool that's cool yeah that's the kickstarter can be real nerve-wracking thing like i said i've only been doing it for two days it's only been going for two days and i'm like oh what's going on yeah, you know, and all the things I've been learning, you know, about Kickstarter before launching it, it, it didn't flew out the window. So I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, you know, it's all it's all learning. I'm I'm appreciate it. I'm mm -hmm. enjoying it for sure. Yeah, it, it, what's funny too is that when you first start Kickstarter, it's all about the uh, the numbers. So I I'll mm -hmm. always find myself or you know a team of mine will be looking at the numbers like, okay, let's see what's going on here. Let's see how the charts going. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that ties into the you know the whole um you know the whole experience you're like oh my god <laughs> what's, yeah. What's, that's, uh, yeah. what's going on what is what is you know what, mm -hmm. what is, what's really going on here yeah. yeah i'm i'm like i said i'm learning it's it's been cool it's a great experience i'm a one-man band running this whole piece so mm -hmm. you know with my my project pantheon you know that's that's what's going on so Figuring out my own strategies, my own way of doing things, and mm. you know, hope and just hoping that it works out. My biggest thing was finishing the project before I even put it up on Kickstarter because I know, and I'm sure you probably experienced this yourself with a lot of creators, though. Mm -hmm. 
get the money or get the money beforehand, but don't deliver anything at the end, and thus gives yeah. Kickstarter a bad rap. And that's one thing I did not want to do. Mm. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure that first issue was done. It was ready. It just needed to be printed. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, no matter what, you know, it's going to be printed. You know, I'm going to make copies of it, but I want to make sure and see, you know, if there's a way to, to bring down those costs, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and thus giving the people what they want, you know, be cool. I'm sitting over here talking about myself, bro. I brought you on this podcast because I wanted you to let people know about you and see what gems you get you want to drop. And if you want to share some work, man, that you're drawing, I figure we could we could both be on here. How, how this works, I will just, I just flip back and forth every 15 minutes Okay. while we're drawing and talking and chopping it up, you know? Yeah. Um, everybody's seen my Toshinori, so if you're down to share your screen, uh, I can flip over to yours for a bit and then do that. Maybe you just you just chat it up, bro. Yeah, let me see. But I like that hat, dude. That, that cap is the business, sir. It's popping, right? <laughs> <laughs> so how long? So how long you been you been doing art, man? How long have you been on? Oh your- my god. Uh, I've been doing it for as long as I can remember. Uh, when I was young, when I was very young, um, probably like around like kindergartner, I was like very into. My uncles introduced me to the, you know, the shows before the comic. Well, they 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 introduced me to the comic books. Then I got into the animated series. I was like watching, you know, the X Men, the '90s X Men, mm-hmm. uh, the Spider Man series, um, the the Amazing Friends one, of course. So you know, from there, um, I basically was drawing my favorite characters and uh right. as i was doing that out you know i started creating my characters for forth and then around the time when i was in elementary school um i they they had they, we had this opportunity to create uh like kind of like a, a book like a, like a picture book yeah and so from then i was like what if i just made a comic book of my own superhero and so <laughs> yeah so that's when i got ahead and created my own superhero now granted you know back then i was very young the superhero was kind of uh, kind of like a knockoff, like Spider-Man and so forth, but it was still mm-hmm. something impressive. You know, I was like, I, I want to make some superheroes. And yeah. so from ever since then, um, I've been in the art gig for like a long time. Um, and so um, I've been drawing, I've been drawing for, oh my God, more than, so professionally, I've been working more than six years. Uh, I've worked with a mm-hmm. couple of um, publishers. I've worked with um, uh, Black Box Comics, Wing, uh, Northern Wind, uh wingless and um a couple others you know so i'm in in the gig so a lot of people were you know a big fan of my stuff and so uh i haven't i haven't stopped so <laughs> it's been yeah. a crazy, awesome. crazy journey that's awesome that's mm-hmm. awesome so what um so what what kind of work i know you just mentioned you know sounds like spider-man is one of your inspirations i find everybody thinks spider-man in some form or fashion you know that gets in yeah. the comics uh but what were your influences as far as and i'm looking at your brushes right now dog i might have to, I'm, i might have to get up on that pack bro i just got i'm learning clip studio myself yeah because i did my first issue on procreate mm-hmm. and you know now that you know that i know clip studio is kind of the, the the standard for comics i said you know what i need to clean it up and be able to do the tones like I want and all those yeah. things. I need to need to hop over and finish the book using that. But I'm I'm seeing your 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 textures, bruh. 
You, you need to let, let me know where I can get some of that because you got the. I mean, you even got you even got a black man's fade texture, dog. <laughs> like, that's, what, that's what's up. Yeah, and uh, it's funny too because I haven't. So I started working with Clip Studio Paint like very late, like probably like two or three years ago. Like I was introduced to it by a friend of mine uh, who's who's working on his comic book, and he and I saw him working on this same software. I said, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, Clip Studio can do that and, and comic books and animation. Shoot, mm -hmm. let, let me get on to that." And yeah. so. Yeah, because I used to work in Procreate and Photoshop at the time. That that was my that was like my bread and butter before I got to do Clip Studio. And like ever since I touched on Clip Studio, I learned the, the features. I I switched I switched gears. I didn't go back to I go back to Photoshop. I didn't go back to Procreate. I still use Procreate at the time being, but for like anything combo related, yeah, Clip Studio is the way to go. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm kind of scared because I'm learning as I'm learning this program. I'm starting to see a lot of the benefits, and I love Procreate, man. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm figuring out. I'm like, man, I might have to use Procreate for like more of my illustration stuff, like the stickers that I make and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, in my logo work and things like that. Whereas when it comes to comics, yeah, I'll probably be doing the same same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very. It's so, um, uh, it's very useful. Like it's very convenient because like mm -hmm. all, anything you need, cause this, this used to be, if I, if I recall before we came clip studio, it was just a, it was called manga studio. It was yeah. more oriented towards yeah. the, the manga artists cause they were mm -hmm. working with black and white. Right but now they tailor it to other artists who are, you know, who want to get into the comic book industry and then of course, they, they got the animation tools behind it too, so it's like an additional perks to the to the uh, thing. So I was like, well, shoot, mm -hmm. you can't sleep on this. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. It's funny because I, I got into this when it was uh, Manga Studio, and I dropped the ball because I didn't stick with it when it first came out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was excited about it because you know, like you said, it's like, oh man, you know, it's the it's uh it's uh you know it's comics and you could do all this sort of stuff yeah but i didn't stick with it and that was my that was my mistake and i really wish that i had had, had stayed on with it from jump mm -hmm. and uh done that earlier because then by this time i'd probably be a master of this piece by now but yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah and um I think one of the other reasons why I stuck with this software because I, I I was following a lot of some of my favorite um, comic book artists. Uh, one in particular in DC, uh, he goes by Jorge uh, Jimenez. He's the one that yes. did the the Superman and Superman books, mostly Superman. Mm -hmm. That's the favorite ones. And mm -hmm. um, I was looking at one of his documentaries, like you know, because they they had a, a, a kind of like a, a, a behind the scenes of how he did his book. And when I saw him drawing, I I recognized the the software that he was working in. It was Clip Studio. I said, "Hold mm -hmm. up, hold up! He using Clip Studio? What? Hold on, yeah. I gotta get behind that." And so um, now, and like and like you said, when I I think when I first got into it, I was kind of uh, I was kind of nervous about it because I wasn't sure how the the features would do, um, right. because of how. Like again, it's like so many different things you can do with that. There's, mm -hmm. you know, the brushes. You got your things. You got these, uh, like these textures, the airbrushes, 
because yeah. you, you know all these different you know things at your disposal you're just like oh my god you get you get overwhelmed at right level. so right. um and what i what i essentially did was that you know when i first started working with the software you know i tried to get to know the features um you know like i i, I looked up some of my uh you know my friend my artists my friends so how they how do you work with this what's their process like right. and uh it, it helps me smooth it out because you know it when you think about it the more you think about it it's not as comparing to like photoshop and procreate there's so many similarities to the features because you got your you know you got your your, your um layers your brushes you know um, right. so once you understand kind of like the fundamentals it's not as bad as it seems right mm -hmm. right but it's, but, it's very, but it's very uh you know it's very hands-on for sure yeah yeah that's one of the things kind of that i'm that I'm, I'm learning you know just can't be afraid of the program you know and just you know being willing to just jump in and just see what it has to offer you know and you know i know that there's a lot more for me to learn on there so i'm you know hopefully over time we'll be able to get get through that so when did you so another question for you my man when did you when did you feel like you um you know i you know i heard you say you know you saw you know other comic books and things like that and you're like mm -hmm. oh what you know why can't i make my own what what inspired you to decide to really go full force because i looked over i looked at some of your work and i noticed that you've been working to get atlas off the ground for what was it seven years mm -hmm. um it was like a like a like a constant process thing i think that's with all of us as comic artists we you know we were starting something for so long just doing and sketching but what what made you decide that hey you know what i'm gonna go ahead and make my own comic books i'm gonna make my own thing that i can focus on so um i would say when i first started my atlas um you know i started at roughly around like college that mm -hmm. where I wanted to start, you know, creating my characters because you know I had I had an idea of what the characters I wanted, you know, I wanted to work with like a water-based superhero, and mm -hmm. then you know I wanted to be involved around, you know, going around and you know finding some bad guys. So um, from there, I, um, I initially you know started trying to get some concepts, and it's funny because with the Atlas story, because it's been seven years, um, I think I I think I explained before how. It's been like an on and off battle for me sometimes. It's like I'll be working on it at least one day. Sometimes I put it on the back burner because I'm not feeling it. Um, and so it's been like that for like constant. Cause like I'll be thinking like so there'd be like so many different ideas of what of what I want for Atlas, but it doesn't execute very well. So there's a lot of revising going on, a lot of like tweaking right. in there. And so um I think it was like one day I decided that um once I once I initially know what I wanted, like I finally got the idea, I finally got the vision, and I think it was roughly around the time it was somewhere around the pandemic, and mm -hmm. I come to a realization, like you know, even if the story is not as like perfect and whatever, you got to get this off the ground because right. if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. And yeah. so with that with that uh, realization in my mind, I was I, I said to myself, I got to make time to do it because you know whether. Whether it's not good or not, it got to be done because you know I I see you know with Atlas being this a 
a great potential for jumpstarting this universe I was creating with the, the characters I created. And I did not want it to go to waste. So ever since then, I started, you know, committing myself every, I, I commit myself to a certain amount of time per day to, to sit down, you know, get my ideas, my thoughts together. Um, sometimes I, I have like a friend of mine kind of, you know, talk about else to say to make sure that everything sounds good it sounds well but i always try to find time to do it because i know one day um you know there'll be there'll, if i don't make it by the time you know whenever this life goes, goes away you know i'll regret something that i haven't done for a long time so yeah so at the end so at the end you know I, I made that commitment and i started working day and night day and night sometimes i lay way at night to get the drawings done or get the writing done but that commitment is very crucial when it comes to doing the project because again, if no, if you can't, if no, if you can't finish the project, no one else is going to do it for you. So, right. Right. so yeah, that commit, that commitment, that key is basically my driving point. That's what drove me into finishing the analyst where I am now, where you know, I find the time, I know my schedule, you know, and I know I, I have, I know, I know what's what what the characters are, what the with the story is driven so i got to that point where you know i got i'm good with where i am and i mm -hmm. want to drive it i don't want to stop at any point because this has been a long it's been a, it's, a, it's a dream of mine that i want to start you know creating a universe you know of characters start kind of like this um you know like this this space of characters that's gonna you know pitch you know basically create impacts on the community so um right so from there and um I think also too when I was working on Atlas, I kind of followed on the same trope before when Kickstarter was around, and that was around the time where I think that was like around 2017, I believe, um, where you know I told everybody I was working on the Kickstarter, I was also this and there, but it wasn't completed, it wasn't done, and I was like, right. and so like. <laughs> I think it was like three days later. I was like, I, because like already with Kickstarter running around, people asking how's it going, and then with me trying to jump shifts and so trying to get the pages done, I didn't even got the pages done. It was just like a draft or whatever. I was like, yeah. okay, a bit of a one. I gotta shut it down, cancel it, get my get my get my stuff together before I put it on social media. <laughs> right. Because I already know. Because like it, it's funny. It only took me like what two days or three days after I, I launched the Kickstarter, and I was already like. Drain, mentally drained. I was like, I can't do this. Actually, really? It was, yeah, it was really bad. Because again, you was when it comes to, you know, that's when, it's, when you're not prepared, when you don't have anything to show for, especially when people, you know, are looking forward to it, it right. makes it, you know, makes it worse because while you are prepared and two, you know, you have nothing to show for. You just create it at the, you know, uh, with the short time, the deadline that you're given with your, with your Kickstarter. So, um i finally said to myself i gotta let me just you know put a stop to it and let me just um you know make time I, take your time sometimes if it, if it takes longer than it should like i said it took me like seven years to build this universe of characters you take mm -hmm. the time to do it you know if it takes but if it takes longer than that you know commitment is always key yeah agreed agreed so you write your own so you write this you, you write your book yourself you're the writer and and everything mm-hmm so i'm a yeah i'm a one-man band like you are <laughs> okay okay sir very nice 
So, um, uh, so I work with um, so Atlas. I wrote it in drawn. Then I have another title um, that my brother actually uh, had the idea, and he he's working on the writing for it. It's called the, the Avengers of Waffle Boy. And um, okay, yeah, I've seen was, I've seen that around. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny because it was just like so when I was in college, you know, we had we had to do this kind of assignment where we had to think of like you know, some kind of a story to like pitch to a, like a, a studio, movie studio. And uh, so my brother at the time was working on, you know, he, my brother loves breakfast. He likes waffles and whatever. So uh, <laughs> he thought the idea, well, what if I just make a character, uh, you know, that's super smart. He's in, he's in college, but he's like a teenager. And all of a sudden, you know, he just, you know, accidentally, you know, turns himself to a waffle while working on experiments. And uh, I said, you know, that's not a bad idea. So I put I put in for uh, as one of my pitch ideas for for my school to see if everybody's reaction. So it was kind of like a test to see how everybody would react. And mm -hmm. immediately everyone was like, "I am sold on it." Because really, know, everybody was saying this this would be a good like Saturday morning cartoon like back in the right. day. Like people were were loving it. And so uh, I said, you know what? We might as well just add that to the roster for um, That's for comics. So. Yeah, so right, so right now he's he's working on the the right the story for that. So we're hoping to get that out probably next year. Okay. So fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, so he'll he'll be he'll be doing the writing for that story. So he'll work on his set of characters, and then of course he'll want me to draw it for him, and I would gladly take it. So that's awesome, man. That's mm -hmm. awesome. How is it working with your with with relatives that uh, that are that are you know a part of what you're doing it's uh it's very surreal it's very it's very fun because you know for for me um i've always been very close to family you know mm -hmm. when it comes to you know my uh anytime 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 any day when we go out i always think about you know my family members we always go and you know uh paint on paint up paint around and so forth including you know my brother so so um, getting him to be involved in something in this type of caliber, which is very amazing, very surreal that, you know, he's just as, um, he's just as committed as I am to, you know, getting, getting these kind of stories. Because, you know, every, all, all day, every day, me and my brother will always just come up with different stories and plot lines. Because him and I used to, him and I are, um, uh, we, uh, I read comic books. He sometimes he reads comic books, but he's more to the anime stuff. So we'll talk about our favorite characters. We we'll talk about you know things here and there, and along with that, we'll just you know throw ideas out. Say, okay, would be would be cool if we do this? Would be cool if we do that? Right. And so um, it was just you know it's 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 amazing you know from to me because you know um, I, it's 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 surreal for me that you know I have somebody else you know in the fan line that's just as committed as I am with the comic books and with story because I because um like I said my uncle introduced me to comic books. Mm -hmm. Me and my family members are okay with like the superhero and so forth, but my brother was just really into it. And so um that was just uh, amazing. And I think one time my brother and I went to um we went to Comic Con a few years ago mm -hmm. promoting one of our stories and uh people were just <laughs> people were shocked because I'm like uh, seven years older than my brother, so he's right now in uh, a senior year. But back then, he was in uh, middle school, and they couldn't believe that you know uh, a middle schooler you know came up with the idea for 
a waffle to the girl. They were like, what? <laughs> so they're like, there's no way. I was like, yeah, this is him. And, uh, everybody was just, yeah, people, it, it, it shocks people to this day that, you know, that I brought, you know, one of my younger siblings to be involved in this. And they were just so excited, mm -hmm. just, you know, marveled at it. So the dynamic, I would say, is very, very cool. That's awesome, dude. That's cool. Is it cool to have, uh, you know, your younger brother kind of looking up to you as kind of an example for for doing what he's doing? I mean, because of that, is he is he is he continuing forward with with this this path, or is he kind of is it just kind of like a project he's doing with his brother? Like, how is, what would you say is seems in your eyes what what is his focus? So. Um... Yeah, so he's he's very proud of the the work we're doing. Like I, you know, he's he's watching over all the stuff that's going on with Atlas so far, and he and that mm -hmm. gets him com committed and motivated to do his craft because he's seen how much the hard work you know I've done, and so um, just see, just seeing how hardworking I I am and making sure that you know Amazon it, it makes him to you know uh, get better at it, you know, improve. Right. And so uh, that's one, and that's one thing I like about my brother is that he, you know, will always anything he's passionate about, he will always like take a step forward to it. And yeah. so, um, so, and then and I always, I was, you know, we all, him and I will always, you know, call and you know talk to each other about anything, you know, not just, you know, the atlas or whatever. We'll talk about life, we'll talk about right. his work, whatever. And uh, you know, it's always been a. Um, at times it's hilarious because he'll tell me his stories about his job i'll tell him about my experience and then just it would be like it's kind of, it's like a, a a really cool uh a real bond between us that you know we can relate to one another we can you know push one another and so and and that's that and that's that's the one that i like about you know that uh that brotherly bond that you know mm -hmm. no matter no matter who you are what you do you always have that connection you know yeah with, your, with that brother so um mm -hmm. and i'm all, and like i said i was always proud that you know he was he um i'm always proud of him for him you know taking that initial step and, and working along with me because uh you know like i said i used to be a woman band trying to do everything and uh for him to just step in and say hey can i can i add this to the roster i said absolutely and so uh, that yeah so it, it was it's been it's been a really fun uh adventurous time with him so that's awesome man that's really really cool so this so as far as your app going back to your atlas series um i mean this is is this the i want to say is this the, so the one that's on kickstarter now mm -hmm is your let me see here i gotta make sure i got my information right to the play let's see here so edge of rebellion now this is this is the is this the first arc or is this the second arc or is this the first arc uh this is part of the first arc okay it's all part of the first arc okay mm -hmm. so what you're working on right now is number two yeah Correct. Mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. Good. I got that. Um, I got that. Uh, I had to, you know, be a part of that myself, because uh, I saw that you had a manga version of it. So I got all the I got all the colors, because you know, I'm a 
I'm a cover sucker, dude. I got yes. <laughs> so <laughs> and uh so that's 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 really cool. Um how when it came to uh when it came to working on the story, I mean, can you give us a little bit on what that story is about? What mm -hmm. I mean, without giving everything away, kind of like a almost an extended elevator pitch, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So, so Atlas, um, I would I introduce him. It'll be like, what if uh, uh, Avatar: The Air, The Last Airbender meets Attack on Titan? Um, so it, it talks about this um, this kid right here, who is Atlas. His name is Eric Finley. Um, he's on this eventual quest of finding his mother. His mother disappeared from an accident that happened involving um, some experiment that his mother's working on. But in the midst of that. Um, there's this, uh, this super power criminal organization called the Elites that's going around and, you know, they're subduing the, the city of his, his hometown because of all that's going around in the city. So his city has been known for a lot of uh, corruption, you know, people deforming people, you know, discrimination, everything. And so these guys, you know, want to fix that by taking over and mending their wrongs, mending their wrongs. And uh, in the midst of that, you know, Eric blames them for his mother's disappearance. So he will be going on these pictures, you know, uh, sometimes he wants to kill him, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, what happened to his mother. So so this is just like, it's literally a clash between him finding his mother in the middle of a, a futuristic war that's going on in his hometown. Wow. Okay. Okay. Looking, that sounds good, man sounds good sounds good so what's your so what's your timeline on the whole project like what do you um do you have something in mind or are you kind of just like you're just gonna work on it until you get to the resolution that you want to uh so the timeline i have for you talking about like the, the different issues yeah the different issues the book as a whole mm -hmm. so this book is going to be roughly, we're aiming at six issues. Um, we might extend it long based, based upon how the story will go. Um, and I, I got my editor to help me out with that. Uh, so we're looking at roughly six, six or seven issues, I would say. Um, okay. And so the first, so this first issue is basically going over kind of like the, this like the overall plot, the synopsis of what's going on. And right. then next for the issues, we're going to dig deep into some of the characters. Because in this book, you know, a lot of stuff that's happening within the plot, it affects all the characters. So we're going to see like an in-depth, you know, uh, character piece, you know, of what's happened to these characters as a result of, mm -hmm. you know, the city being torn um, in half. And so, um, we, so, we're, so we're currently working on that as we're trying to build upon Because, like, we have about... If I, make, if I make the head count, how many characters we got? I think we have eight or nine characters total, including uh, the the super, the super villain. Probably eight or nine. Okay. And, you know, so we're we're so we're basically building that that you know like I said building that universe and trying to go with a central story where each of the characters shine in the book. Uh, and again. It's like it's, it's very similar to like how you see a lot of the modern storytelling and even in manga where 
everyone's got a reason for what they're doing. You know, everyone right. has a motivation. And that's what we're and that's what we're going for for the start Atlas that you know, you're not just seeing people just fighting and, and killing people just because there's a reason right. behind what's going on there. And yeah. um, you know, we get to explore that a little more within the series. Okay. All right. What's your thoughts on um the bit with Atlas um in regards to representation for you know in comics it's a, a real and i'm not talking about you know somebody like blue marvel as we see in the comics or or you got your you know um let's say bronze tiger from dc and mm-hmm. all that i'm talking about like real comic book representation where we see entire universes in your case What's your what's your whole take on that? Is that is that one of the other reasons why you came out with that as well, or was it more just I just want to tell a good story? You, you were tired of the woke. What was it? Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I would say you know representation is part of my storytelling. If, um, mm-hmm. if you were to look at my uh, list of characters, every one of them is uh, people of color, and right. um, I made that very you know, uh, make that as one of my priorities that, you know, this is not just a Black-led story. It's a good story, but, mm-hmm. you know, we want to introduce a lot of more because, um, like, I was talking with a lot of my friends and a lot of my friends, and, and I'm one of these people as well when, when it comes to reading a lot of the mainstream books, mm-hmm. and we're just tired of the same old, you know, story, the same old, same old, we, uh, like you mentioned, woke stuff. So right. we decide we need we need more stories to represent us. We need more stories to represent you know uh, our kids, our you know our future. So uh, right. and that and that's what that was my goal for the the book was that um, yes we want to do this story time, but we want to of course include us in the picture you know to represent us because again you know there's that lack we see the lack of you know, people of color, black, you know, Hispanic, we see that lack of diversity in that in that field. And right. if they if they can't do it, then surely we can do something about that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah. That's so, one of my biggest things, man, that I, I've always said, you know, there's a lot of complaining going on. But, you know, why complain when you can just make something of your own? You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, being a part of that solution in that way, create your own stories, create your own story, your own characters, your own stories, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to be subject to what's out there. Uh, the only, I swear, man, I feel like the only character of color that's like legit out there, out there, when I try, when I'm really, I'm trying to really think right now, mm-hmm. it's like Miles Morales yeah. and Luke Cage. Them's are like the only two real, <laughs> you yeah. know, black folk in the comics, you know, that, that are that are out there, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's not it's really, enough. Yeah, it's really sad because, um, like, especially with DC, DC got a whole list of black characters, you know, no, it was started, man. Yeah, oh. and, they, and they're just not using them to their full potential. So it's like, no. you know, why are they waiting? Like it's already it's it's twenty twenty three. Where 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 are you going with the you know, with we seen we, we have a status star, we got Rocket, we got uh Icon. You know, yeah, Icon, like we got all these different characters yeah. that they're not using at all. And it's like 
we can't we cannot just sit there and keep waiting because we've been waiting for years <laughs> we've been yeah. waiting for a long time yeah and you know for them to just drag it on it's just like you know we got to start doing our own thing and yeah. um and I, and I think and I I thankful you know for some of the uh people that look up to I, like I'm very inspired by a lot of the indie independent creators um I'm sure I'm not sure if you're familiar with like uh people like um uh Gata comics mm-hmm. uh there's concrete comics like they, they they that's that that was their goal as well is that they want to start putting out you know their list of characters in the forefront because that was the, the dilemma characters were in the forefront they're there but they, they're not putting them in the forefront and so you know with people like those publishers they're making sure that what that you know there's there's always that representation in everything and right. sci-fi and they got horror books they have um you know adventure books like they got a, a whole different like genre of books dedicated to those fan base and and, and right. it's, it's rated for everybody so anybody can get in behind that um so um but yeah. it's it's very like it's very crucial because especially in this time of year and time of season where like i like people have been asking me before about how they wanted to make a story that the kids would be part of you know for the future generation yeah. and um that sparked something in me because i wanted to make sure that anytime i write a story i want them to be in the forefront i want them to see hey you know yeah. that could be me on the on the on the page yeah. so you know, yeah it's very 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 crucial yeah yeah yeah, I feel the same way. It was uh, it was just important to kind of have something, you know, out there that showcased, you know, you know, all that black character. My big thing is is just representing all races, if I could. You know, when it comes to Pantheon, mm-hmm. the story going to be introduced to characters from all over the world. You know. Um, or certain parts of the world, but down the down the line, when I get started with the second arc, you're going to meet other characters. But my biggest thing was just telling a story, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, almost it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't even matter to me as far as you know. Sometimes who's in it? It's it's I yeah. just want the story to be told, man, without mm-hmm. an agenda behind it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? and yeah. uh, the only you know and and like you said something that our kids can read a uh, legacy that we could leave behind that's you know hey you know so-and-so was behind this and they could look at it and be like yeah i could do this too my biggest thing with pantheon was having a body of work out there that really represented the stories i wanted to tell and yeah and all of that and i and i trust me man i got tons more <laughs> yeah but uh it's just a matter of you know what let's 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 work on what we can get out now and really just focus on that because if you don't like you you know your situation that you're going through if you don't do it it's not gonna get done no it won't you know yeah and go and going back to what you said about you know telling a good story because i feel like yeah it, you definitely need a checklist for everything besides the representation because I've seen mm-hmm. many think uh situations or instances where they had the representation but the story was crap sure. uh, right, so, right. <laughs> so the storytelling is definitely needed and um 
And when it comes to having a diverse, you know, set of people of all, you know, different races, that's also crucial too. Mm-hmm. So like I'm working on a another story where I want to go back uh somewhat prehistoric but a little more tech. I wanted to go back to one of the uh like one of the um one of the tribes back the African tribes that I wanted to experiment with. Um, and it, like I had this premise of what if I did a um, a world tribe of you know they were grown to be these warriors or assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a specific type of look, like uh, and they had a specific type of hair or eye color, and they have unique abilities. And then the prehistoric part is that they they around that time they got you know these big old animals, dinosaurs that they're living among like that. Um, <laughs> but, but but not but not like a caveman type of aspect. Yeah. It's more like a futuristic, but they just happen to have dinosaurs there. So or dragons. Yeah. So um, I'd be dope, man. Yeah. So that that's like one of my that's like one of my uh, ideas that came out because I I like the idea and I've seen a lot of people you know love that Afro futuristic type of concepts where you can see you know yourself yeah. in different mediums. It don't have to be just super. Yeah. It can be you know. Um, you, you know, you see yourself in, uh, you know, as a uh, a warrior, you know, mm-hmm. assassin, uh, a Viking, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. or you could be a, a pirate, like any any type of medium, there's always, you know, a different genre for everybody. And I like to explore that within um, my universe. That's that's what I'm doing for my universe, that I'm, I'm trying to create like these different type of areas, this type of mediums, you know, so that everybody, you know, so it's 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 in close it's in the same universe, but it feels, you know, like it can be you know unified because of yeah. all because all because when you think about it, like the the life the world in general is full of different cultures and different stories yeah. and different aspects. So it wouldn't be so you know um, smart to just simplify to just one aspect of life when there's like so many different cultures, and so many things to tap on. So, exactly. Um, so you know that that's that's also one of my goals for for you know when I do my stories is that I want to start exploring different you know cultures and different types of people because there's there's more to life than just you know <laughs> there's more to life than just superheroes. <laughs> very true. Very true. <laughs> very very true. It's it's it, it it's funny you say that because it's, it is the one thing that is so in our face right now, especially in the last thirty years superheroes have been really in the forefront so when we see something that we want to be represented in it's you know it is superheroes but there are so many some uh so many things that we can be seen in i'm personally i'm into dungeon dragons and just tabletop role-playing games in general yeah i create my own stories and worlds and stuff like that for people to play in so for me man this storytelling thing is is (laughs) you know Super important, you know. Oh, yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, necessary, and then and to have that is 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 cool. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah, man, we all we all in the uh, the uh, in this game. So, what's a usual normal day look like for you when you when you're doing your work here?
what's a normal day look like for you when you're when you're doing your work? Because you're uh you're a full time artist, yeah. I am, yes. And just you just hitting the dream there, dog. When did you go full time? Uh was it last year? No, two years ago. Um after I after I um graduated. So I just started to go full time. Um because I see um a lot of people, you know, uh, looking for work or looking for me to do work for them. So um, from there, you know, I started working on. I was more so. I was more into the um, the animation stuff, um, but I see the need for people who needed some artwork. So I spend a lot more time on the uh, artwork, you mm -hmm. know, the 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 three D stuff. I might get back to the three stuff later down the line if there's a need for it. Um, but um, ever since my my career, I started working with like uh, uh, two, two two publishers so far. Northern um, Wind was one of my um, my uh, clients. Um, they were working on a story involving. It's very, it's very cool. Um, he he wrote a, a comic series about his kids. You know, in the, and in the story, each of the kids were um, they were. So one of them was like a fairy. One of them was like a warrior. One of them was uh, 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 a part of mother nature. Like they all have different two types of superpowers. Mm -hmm. And um, each of them, their father, um, they were looking for the father because the father, who's a time traveler, uh, he just disappeared, and they did on the quest for finding him. And so, um, as I was working with the book, um, you'll see a lot of. So you know, he was telling me a lot about the different. Uh, like different uh, aspects of what the story was about and the different cultures and the different, you know, characters he was coming up with. And so um, it was very, it was very, uh, it was very dope uh, to be honest with <laughs> you. It was very cool. So I was like, man, I get to work on a fantasy book. Hey, come me in. And, uh, and uh, it was very surreal uh, for him because uh, that was my first, that, that was actually my first time uh, working on a comic book that, that was published. Um, a lot of a lot of the work I was working on, most of them they never got published. They either got suspended or they never got complete in time. Um, really? And, yeah, because I don't know why, but for some reason, some some of those uh, stories either it could be it could be because of the time management or budget or whatever. But mm -hmm. I could not get a single thing on my on my I couldn't get achievement because you know did nothing were published. I couldn't tell them you know it was done whatever. Um, so he was the first one to get my to get the book out that I worked on uh, published, and so I was like, "Oh my God, did that did, did that shit happen?" Yeah, <laughs> I got published work. Yeah, yeah I thought I got something to show for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, I think I think I have it on here somewhere because he said that he mailed it to me and he said I have it over. So let's see. so I was the the colorist. For his book, um, let me find it real quick. Uh, so, I got like a whole. I got like a whole set of comic books sitting on my desk. I can't even. <laughs> I haven't organized them all, so it's like everywhere. So bear me a minute. Here we go. Very good. 
which one is it? Oh, here it is. All right. I'll fix you up later. All right. So, <laughs> so the book that I worked on is called Journey Through the Northern Wind. It's called uh, Dark Journey. So he has different series of what I worked on this book. Um, and so, like, like I said, I was a, I was a colorist for him. Um, mm -hmm. And then he had his he had an artist. I think his cousin was the artist for the book. Um, and then he also wanted me to do the lettering, the the the, the wording for him, the editing. So All right, I'll show you a little bit of pages here. So that's the interior. Oh, let, me, let me bring this up bigger so that we can. Uh, yeah, we can see it better. Let's see here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So some of the interior pages we have for a journey. So oh this, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this, this is. Uh, oh yeah. I see. I see you do the. Uh, I, I saw the YouTube short where you were coloring that character. That right there. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. That's yeah, dope, so, man. Yep. So that this was this was his first book. So this is introducing uh monsters and magic in the land. So of course, you know, the, the dad, the, the father, the time traveler, you know, yeah. he gets warned of danger. And as as you look through the book, uh that's his wife, you know, where the messengers tell him telling him that he has to go because you know, there's danger in the forest and he has to go right. down the forest and then of course encounters monsters. Right. So um yeah, that was my that was my very first book published. Um, That's cool. With my name on it too, so um, it yeah. was very, it was very, 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 very um, superb for you know for them to show that. And I think I think from what I've heard, he he's trying to get into the, he got into one comic shop that that selling his book right now in New York, but he's on his way to uh, work on more. So um, yeah, so that that journey was surreal. And then uh, after him, there was another publisher I worked on uh, that's currently printing right now. I think it's, oh, it's Wingless. Wingless Comics. They had me uh, do some coloring for him as well for like the a couple of pages. Because um, I think that there was something happened to the, the colorist and they want me to finish the pages in time. Plus, he wanted me to do the trade back uh, cover for um, that book he was working on. And so, nice. I, I, so I gladly took the offer and, and helped them out. And so I cannot wait to see how it looks because I, I think from what I heard, he's still um, getting those books printed and getting them out to his uh, Kickstarter backers. So eventually, I'll get mine. I'll get mine soon. <laughs> nice, nice man. Yeah, that's dope. Got to do this horizontal test here. So do you do uh, uh, any any a lot of um, traditional work, or are you more? Would you say you are more of a more of a digital artist? Um, I work with traditional, uh, but I haven't really 
gone to traditional yet until because I a lot of my work involves like the digital stuff. But mm -hmm. I am planning on um, going back to it. I got some. Um, I brought some supplies with me, and so I really traditional art was my like my bread and butter before before we got into the tablet. Right. right. So I definitely I definitely don't want to lose the touch there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll probably be working on it. I brought some thinking of. I'll probably work on some of my favorite, um, like characters, you know, from the comics, from anime. So, um, be on the lookout for that soon. Okay. Shout down, shout down. Yeah. So, do you do a lot of shows at all? Um, like, um, like uh, trade shows or, or, or comic conventions, things like that? Um, I only did one. I, I'm planning on doing more this year. So mm -hmm. I already registered for one in my um in my local area in the DMV. Um, so that that one's coming in, I believe it's July. Um, and I just registered for it. Um, so okay, where and where are you located at, man? If you don't mind me asking, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like when we were on before, you're like, wait a minute, is it one o'clock your time or my time? And I, I did not <laughs> neglect it to mention that. So that's my bad. But <laughs> it, it, it's funny because I, I had the same exact reaction to my editor. So my editor is in Chicago and um, we were supposed to meet up uh, at a certain time. And mm -hmm. I told him the time, you know, I was going to be there to help him out. And then when the time came, you know, he's, he's supposed to be an hour before me. So in I would say like ten o'clock is at nine o'clock. I'm like, oh shoot, I, I forgot you're you're in, you're in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you guys your, your kind of times don't work like mine do. So yeah, uh, yeah. Always be for, always be forgetting. Yeah, yeah. My my last my last job we used to work at a, a studio. They were also in um uh. He's in he's in Canada, and then we and then a few of a, a few of the workers were like in Texas, uh, mm -hmm. Cal uh, California. One was in the Virgin Islands, so like everyone's in like like different time frames. Right. So uh, we would have to meet up like a, a certain time where everybody's awake because if not, you know, yeah, one of us would be sleeping, the others would be working. So right, right. For my um uh my producer, well, I guess producer or the head of the studio at the time, you know. He was in Vancouver, so he's like three hours away from where I am. So for he'll, he'll tell us to, to meet up at like at like ten thirty or so forth. So mm -hmm. for him, it'll be like seven o'clock or seven thirty. So it, it, it is funny too because like he'll just wake up, he'll get his coffee, like he yeah. like he just got up from uh, bed and it's like oh man, because uh, <laughs> you know, it, it went everyone time everyone's in a different time frame. Yeah, yeah. Myself, I'm in Texas. And so, you know, so that's one thing I'm always trying to have to keep keep uh, reminding myself of is uh, I'm originally from California, so California has two hours behind me. So it'd be funny when I'm calling my friends and stuff like that to catch up, and ain't none of them sleeping. They call like, "Man, why are you calling me so early? Why are you me so early? What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I am so sorry." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get all hot with me, man. It'd be funny. Yeah, it's it, it's hilarious too. Cause I, I I do the same thing with one of my friends. Cause my friend my friend's over in um 
uh, I think Michigan. And so Michigan's like an hour, an hour behind. And I'll call at a certain time, he will be pick up. And I just realized, oh shoot, it's it's Pat, it's it's uh, you know, he's not even awake, so I got I got yeah. call later. <laughs> Wait up, yeah. Yeah. Mess around here actually in friendships because you call an R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I called my house again at five in the morning. Terry, watch what happened. <laughs> So you doing your cell shading? Yes, I'm doing uh, airbrush style. It's like you got a a dub hybrid style. I need to learn that. Yeah. I was looking, I was wanting to do a, a color deal for my book, but I'm more of a my style is more suited for cartoons, my color mm -hmm. style, and for the type of book that Pantheon is, I was like, that that ain't gonna work. <laughs> that ain't gonna work, man. Yeah. <laughs> I started coloring the book, and that's that's honestly it's the reason why I I, I make the shift to mm -hmm. the uh, hybrid manga style. Yeah. Kind of honestly got. I mean, you got that same. Looks like you got that same style going too. It's like manga, but it's 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 American, but you got the manga tones of that manga look and feel, and yeah. it ended up being pretty dope. <laughs> so I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just stick with this. This is is cool, and I saved the buck a little bit. But you know, I'm gonna need to, you know, get into, you know, especially for my covers and stuff soon. Uh, mm -hmm. Investing coloring colors for that maybe, or adapting the style and learning something. But yeah, but going this manga route though, that this that that style really did actually help me. Again, keeping it one man. Because sometimes, man, I know when I started, I, my thing was I didn't want to get stalled in my creative process, especially with the rate that I was going at. Mm -hmm. I did not want to stop. And a lot of times that's what would, with previous projects that I would try to put together, I would hit bumps like this and that's what would derail me. Yeah. This time I was like, I'm not getting derailed this time. I'm going to put this thing out. I need to figure out how. Mm -hmm. You know, I can move past certain obstacles when they come. Yeah. And, uh, and just, and, and just keep moving no matter what, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, even if there, I had to do some things that I didn't want to initially do, you know, or didn't think about doing initially, that's just, that's just a, a necessary thing that I'm going to have to do. Yeah. I, I used to be like that where when I when I first started drawing and I started getting into the the digital stuff and you know uh, trying to you know expose myself going into social media and, and then my art was there the one thing that really held me down uh, that really like um, uh, that that really uh, uh, what's the word um, motivated. No, the, the opposite of that. Uh, but the, the one thing discouraged that, you. Yeah, the one thing that discouraged it was um, I, I always find myself um, uh, comparing myself to other people because, because mm. like, especially with social media, you got like thousands and thousands of artists and you know different uh, people in the field, and like yeah. you know, 
and that's what so, social media on that part, you know, because you're so exposed to everybody, you see everybody how how they respond to how people are engaging their work and so forth. And right. So back when I first started, I was so doubtful of myself because I was thinking, oh, I'm not good as this person, um, you know, because I'm very detail oriented. So a lot of times I try to, I always go crazy with the details, like the devil, like like the devil's in the details. Right. Uh, and uh so and i at one point i had to stop myself saying wait a minute you're going too far you're going crazy details and you know the drawing is already good enough so forth but you know that that's when i had that uh i had to constantly let myself know that you know don't compare yourself you know try to, to try to game other people because you know yeah. everybody has their own way of things everybody has their own mm-hmm. style everyone has their own you know, um, uh, you know their own way of doing things. So it's just yeah. a matter of just trying to <laughs> embrace it. If I, if I can put it that way, yeah, uh, embrace it because um, you know, again, you know, that was that was the one thing that discouraged me, and I had mm-hmm. to constantly let myself know that um, you know, you know, it's just it, it, it's 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 a constant battle, and I see many. Um, artists is like i've seen people I, I think they someone asked me that same question earlier about that too mm-hmm. um, about you know how to you know develop your art style how you get as good as that person and um you know i would tell that person you know listen you know uh the best you can do and like sometimes when, when i was starting at a very young age when i started working on combo i always look up to uh like so three of my favorite combo artists is, um was J. Scott, J. Scott Campbell, um, that's the one with the Danger Girl. Right. Um, Jim Lee, who did DC, um, and Ryan Stegman, who did the like some of the Spider-Man books and Marvel. Yeah. So those three people, I would just kind of like, you know, look over their art and and try to replicate the style until I'm comfortable with how I'm doing it. And uh, like I was telling that person, you know, go with that flow. You know, start with your favorite artists and try to see how they're how they approach their you know their work and then at, when the time comes you'll know for sure you know when you find that niche you find your your, your other thing so right and that and that's and that's what helped me down along the road too because again with that that self-doubtful doubtful in my mind you know that's what hindered me a lot of times when it comes to doing my artwork mm-hmm. uh, but i had to let myself know you know again everyone has their own way of doing it don't push yourself and don't try to you know just be as good as that person you know be yourself and um ever and ever since then you know i started you know getting comfortable with myself i started trying to push myself to the point where i can you know get as good as i can you know um i mean at the same time you know you still want to improve there's always room for improvement for sure but you don't you don't want to get to a point where it just discourages you you know, it should be yeah. to the point where you're saying, you know what, that person so well, I gotta, you know, I want to, I got, I got, I gotta see how they do different. I want to do better, you know. So have that kind of mentality that, you know, that, you know, your work, your work, your work speaks for itself. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Let your work speak. That's something my dad always taught me. He, he was always like, you know, you're probably the same as I am, a perfectionist. But it's something that I've been trying to teach myself to let go of over the last couple of years, even in this uh, comic, because my biggest thing is always, you know, 
if it don't look if it don't look good and don't do it at all you know which is good in a lot of ways but also too i found also kept me from doing a lot of stuff because mm -hmm. uh, if i my biggest thing i don't like looking stupid <laughs> I, i don't like looking dumb so if there's any way that i could prevent that you know even if that meant me not doing something that i really wanted to do mm -hmm. i mess i mess myself up and do that but um uh it was just a matter of you know that like in my book pantheon right now there's there's certain things in there that i'm like oh i wish i could change that or, or or whatever but it's it's honestly like an exercise for myself too to where i leave those certain things in because one i want to see the growth for myself yeah i think that's important for me to be able to see that difference mm -hmm. you know to be able to cringe later and be like, Ugh, I'm so glad this book got better as it went. <laughs> you know, but keeping those mistakes forefront so that, you know, I'm learning. I, I've adopted this um, philosophy of, you know, if you don't allow your mistakes to stay, you'll never see them again. Mm -hmm. And so you won't know not to make them again. Yeah. You know, so when it came to this book, I'm just like kind of fighting that perfectionist to go back and want to change everything or want to do this right or whatever i just keep it all there now down the line if i decide to do some kind of special like special edition something or whatever mm -hmm. then you know yeah i'll go back and and make those changes if i feel yeah. it's necessary to do so but for right now i'm just kind of going with the flow and doing that and then just making sure that each each one is better than the last you know that each issue is better story-wise like i know with my book pantheon right now i know it's wordy man there's exposition what <laughs> i am setting it up and i tried and tried so many times to to make it less wordy but but the way it is i'm like this is just the story you know yeah that's that's what it is you know because i don't want to the one thing that always bothered me when it came to storytelling is how come you're going to tell me this? Unless it's something that is definitely a part of the story. How come you're telling me this? <laughs> you know, when you, you could have told me this in the beginning. Like, why'd you wait this long to tell me something this insignificant or or whatever? Yeah. You know, I want to focus. And it takes time away from the main character. I didn't want to do all that. So I figure, let's get it out the way yeah. now. I'll take the complaints. Your comic book's too wordy. You this, this, this. I know my plan. I know what I'm doing. So it's less likely for me to sting. Still take, take into consideration what's being said. Yeah. But know that, you know, okay, in the next story, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know I have my vision. I know exactly where it's going. So I'm not going to take it as... as as harsh as I would as as if I didn't know what I was doing or you know what I mean or if I didn't really have yeah. a true direction mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of where 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 I am with this yeah and, exciting yeah, yeah. about to happen yeah and I just want to add it too that even um Comic book publishers are, are, you know, 
off of that too. Like I've seen like, um, like if you look at some of like the old works from the publishers when they first started their comic book, it's mm-hmm. the same way that you know their the artwork may not be as good or the writing may be a little flimsy, uh, but that never stopped them from you know revising it or, or doing better. So right. um, and. I think part of that too is what led me into putting Atlas back on the board because like at that point I was trying because when I first started I was so caught up in trying to make it like the best book ever trying to get it right and trying to make like the next the next best you know um, Spider-Man book whatever like I was trying to make it like so so I had high expectations for myself and Mm -hmm. you know with those expectations of course you know you know, you always very, you, you always, you find yourself very super critical about the things and then, you know, oh, yeah. you don't work out a lot. And then when I saw what the other publishers were doing, how they were, how they were working with it, how they, how they started and how we got now, that's what led me to, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so hard on myself. Maybe I should start, you know, you know, work your way in as you do it. You know, if, if mm-hmm. you know, if there's a, if there's like a certain flaw to it, you know, you know, just you, you know, when you see a certain flaw to the book or whatever, you know, you just keep on going and you know, you improve along the way. You don't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be, it don't have to be perfect, you know, right? You want, you want something that people could really see the potential and people can enjoy along the way. And, right. uh, and that, and, to, and for me, that's that's what led me to, uh, putting Atlas back on board because because uh, uh, so many years I, I put it on the back burner because I was just so discouraged and I was so distraught like I can't I can't think of something I, you know I, I it's not as good as I wanted you know many revisions ago it's just it just gets worse and worse mm-hmm. uh, and then you know when when I made that realization then I started you know saying okay let let let's not get let's not make those aspects too high let's let's go for a good story a good storytelling you know mm-hmm. the characters, know the fundamentals from the book, and then work your way through that. Right. And then as, and as time goes by, like you see a lot of the publishers, their books get bigger, they get fatter, they get you know the, st- the story goes crazy from then. So you know <laughs> yeah. you, you see because like uh they did it with um a, one one book I was reading about from Concrete. I think it's um it's I think it's Odina or Acolyte Al- Al- where it's no it was Acolyte. It started with just the simple story about this cosmic being, uh, superhero whose dad was was a was an ancient cosmic being, and you think, okay, this is a nice good origin story. And then like issue two, it jumps right into the action, and then it just it goes crazy from there. You're like, oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. So <laughs> right, yeah. So it, it, and so after every book, it just gets better and better and better. And I know, and I re- and I noticed the pattern that you know, so you know from where they started, you know, it started just one simple thing. And then as time goes by, when they see how their story time is and how it goes, they just improve it and build upon it, build upon it, and it gets it gets better and better and better. So yeah. that comes with with our with our especially with artwork too. You know, when when it comes to working on a craft, it don't have to be, you know, like the next uh, Jim Lee type of artwork. It doesn't have to be like yeah. you know, forever. You start don't need to be the X Men right now. Yeah. So, you know, you just start working with what you got. And then as, as time goes by, when you start improving, you're learning and you're, you're developing your skills, then, then your work starts for stuff. And then people, people ask, oh, you know, hey, that, you know, that really thing. And so, 
you start to get that, uh, you know, that that uh, that feedback, the recognition, because you put your soul, you put your 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 blood, sweat, and tears behind it, and uh, it starts to show, it starts to show forth throughout your work. And so, um, yeah, yeah, man. Speaking facts, sir. Speaking the factuals, man. We're talking about not being perfectionist, and I'm being perfectionist right now with his hand. I'll tell you something, dog. Hands are annoying. Okay. Bane of my existence, bro. And I can't I when I'm when I'm sketching, <laughs> you know, when I'm going off reference, I'll I'll do good. I know the thing, but yeah. doing all the positions and stuff. I'm just like, man, I cannot get it consistent, bro. <laughs> and then my hands be looking like ogres and stuff. I'd be so hot, bro. I, I will I will say the hands, you might have to be super critical of that. <laughs> say what? I said with the hands, you might have to be super critical with that. Because uh hands yeah. are super complicated. They're very complicated, man. Oh my gosh. I, I, that's why I'm glad too that um so uh, I was having this talk with uh, with these couple guys that were talking about. Uh, I'm sure you've seen what's going on with the AI um, art that's been trending around the world. And, yeah, uh, I want to get your, after the, after you say this. I want to get your opinion on that. What you think? Yes, sir. So um, you know, uh, I noticed a lot of people are well. Let me so so with the AI. So we know that the the AI art. For those that don't know how it works, you know that the AI system, it what it does is you basically create a text problem and you tell the AI system, hey, I would like to I'd like to create uh, a superhero with I don't know, Wolverine claws, a Batman cow, um, and and a and a, a M on the chest. And then the, the computer will just compute, so it will search through all the different pictures and you know to all the images that's on the database so in the internet so that includes everything you know in, uh google your artwork anything that's on the internet it searches for and it create and it basically generates a picture and it, you know that's and then whatever you tell the computer to do it's going to give you those different concepts so um from an artist's perspective um you know there's there's two there's two sides of it for me that when it comes to the, the AI stuff, for we, for me, the AI, um, it's it's for me, it's a tool, and it's a one for me, it's a wonderful tool because you get because what's unique about it is that you get to you get to explore different concepts and different ideas behind what you're yeah. trying to say. So, like, if you're trying to think of like a, if I want to create a, uh, like a science a science fiction type of cyberpunk uh, background. You know, with some with some flying cars and with some, you know, cyborgs here and there. But the people will do that, and then you see like so many different ideas. You'd be like, oh man, I didn't think about that. Right. And so um, that's the beautiful thing about the AI that it it, it gives you it, it broadens your imagination. Right. What's what it's doing now? So that's one side. The other side of it is that because it's so powerful in that aspect, and I, I was mentioning this to a couple of other guys I was talking earlier. Um, AI, there's no restrictions. There's no. It, it, there needs to be some type of in place to say that you cannot redistribute it. You cannot sell your artwork behind it because mm -hmm. technically, it's not artwork. It's it's pictures that's all pixeled together into whatever concept you ask for. 
because again, you're not you're not putting your met. The only the only thing you're doing is just putting text on on it, and you're just mm -hmm. you know saying what you want to say, and so um, you don't have the rights for that. So you know, um, and because I've seen it many times where, and it's it's bad too, and I think you've seen it before with Art Station being a number one victim, where people were just putting up AI art, and yeah. some of them were even selling it. You know, right. selling the concepts and everything. It was all over the marketplace. It was all over the page, and people got tired of it because it's not even, it's not even like how we're doing it. Like we're we're creating the art, we're drawing it, whatever. It's just something they generated from a computer, and our station was allowing it. They, they didn't see no concerns, they didn't see no problem with it until recently. They got this lawsuit um, that's going around, and so you know, going back to earlier, I was saying before with the AI, it's a wonderful tool. But there has to be some, some set of rules and regulations to say that you cannot do certain things because, again, right now it's just open for anybody. Anybody can do whatever they want with, you know, with the AI uh, systems. You know, they want to sell it, or they they want to make money off of it. They could, and there be no laws, no regulations to say they can't. And right. so, and that and that poses a threat to a lot of the uh, artists, especially the community. Um, it yeah. happened to one person I know. Um, I've seen on someone told the story on LinkedIn how they, 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 this guy who was an environmental artist, so he was working with the different you know concepts and backgrounds for the for the movies. He lost his job behind that because the company decided to replace him with the the AI systems because they they didn't see no value in keeping him since the AI could just do whatever it wants and it, and they and they and they could do that. And so, you know, the man lost his job behind that because because wow. of AI stuff. And so, and that goes to show you that, you know, while the, like I said, it's a nice tool, but when it falls into the wrong hands, that's when, that's when it affects the whole community. And right. there's, there's something that needs to be done with that. Because like, for me, when I, when I work with concepts, like when I do my commissions, I do the old school way. I just I gather my I got my Pinterest uh, board. I got oh, you use Pinterest too, huh? I, man, I, I Pinterest. Bring Pinterest to the bill, bro. <laughs> oh man, it put it's such it, it. Oh man, I'm so yeah glad. yeah. I, I still I still use it, so I will go and you know get my Pinterest. So someone will ask me for a picture yeah. of their superhero or whatever character. I yeah. ready the Pinterest. I get my board together. I pull I I pull it together. I put it, you know, I, sometimes I, I put it on Procreate just to get like a, a wall of pictures. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so I'm going to so I'm gonna use this face for this and use that for that and then create a different concepts from that. That's the old school way of doing it. That's and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so with the AI, imagine doing just that, but it skips, it skips the middle part. It doesn't even go to like going to, well, it, it might go to Pinterest, but I'm saying, it just does it, it basically you mm. say whatever you want and then just create the concept exactly. uh, and i think what's what people don't understand because i i feel like especially too um when i look at how people respond the feedback behind the ai because right now people are going back and forth against the ai if it's right or wrong and i think mm. and, I, and i asked myself this question because i don't know if people are just willingly ignorant to the fact of what it's doing to the community or they just don't care for the artists but I feel like um, I feel like that you know the AI, like I said, unless there's some rules and regulations to protect your to protect your stuff, people need to start protecting their copyrighted stuff. Like um, mm -hmm. because you know 
all of these pictures because again the ai has all access to every photo every copy right. everything if nothing is protected if, the, if there's no rules or regulations behind that then your stuff is not protected and so like for me when i when i have atlas um i make sure that all my stuff any characters involved in the story whatever it's copyrighted it's trademarked so that if anybody try to get the likeness of it or try to replicate the look you know i have the right to you know sue them and try to go to court for that right. um and that and that's part of my protection but again uh that's just for like like popular stuff for people that just do an ordinary art the only thing they got is a copyright but even the ai that's just you know doesn't really fall for that because there's no rules regulation saying that copyrighted stuff is prohibited for the ai stuff right. so you know going back to what the people how people responding um there's no protection you know with the ai system so you know yeah. when it comes to that art and i've seen people they lost they sometimes they will leave their pages because not because they know that by the minute they post their stuff on social media that's when the ai can have access to it and right. so uh you have to be very 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 careful yeah. and then you have to be very cautious and i and i hope i hope for sure you know because they're working on the, the lawsuit right now i'm hoping by the time they start getting to the end of the lawsuit and getting it together that who you know especially the owner that's that's part of the mid journey and all the ai systems they put mm -hmm. some form of rule and laws or whatever to orchestrate these things that's happening across our community because again no laws and regulations there's no protection there's no nobody everybody's stuff is everybody gets affected by it people lost their jobs so, you know so many different factors behind that there needs to be some set of rules to work with it too because again it's a tool and the way like 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 Clip studio Clip studio is a tool but of course you know with with a tool you got to have some kind of laws or regulations to work with the system because mm -hmm. Like like plus you know, if it, there's no if there was no rules regulations or terms or you know terms of use, AMAC could just like take the system and I don't know, recreate it and then sell it again and like redistribute it because you right. know there's no law behind that. But with the like Clip Studio with their rules and set forth, they're they're putting a stop to those things so that they can be protected. Mm -hmm. With the AI, they need to implement those same type of rules to mid journey into the other system so that for artists like you and me. We don't have to worry about somebody trying to steal our work. We don't have to worry about somebody trying to infringe our work because, again, we have those rights. We have those, you know, rules. But those need they need to be implemented on the systems itself. Right, man. I agree with you wholeheartedly, dude. With it, um, with it being a tool, and I think it should, it, it could be used as such. Again, in the hands of the right people. My mm -hmm. my biggest my biggest thing is that. AI can't do what we do. Um, AI is exactly what it is. It's artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's a machine. Yeah. Um, you you when you look at art, you see and feel every stroke that's in that piece. You see and you know feel all of the intention behind all of that. Yeah. AI art is very sterile. You know, it's just going to be. It's it's following a protocol. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and granted, a lot some of that is really cool, you know, yeah. But it has no soul. It's not. It's not. It's not real. A person didn't make that. Uh, it didn't come from ideas that stemmed from the imagination. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my thing is, is that 
Um, nobody can do what we can do. So I always feel, that's why I feel on a personal note. Mm -hmm. I, on a personal level, don't see AI as huge of a threat mm -hmm. as a lot, you know, make it to be, especially because of that reason. Now, yeah. the reason that you mentioned with people losing their jobs over it and things like that, that's fine. But I think after a while, what you're going to see, you know, companies cutting corners, getting free art, that's pretty much what a company is going to do. Yeah, you know they're going to utilize it for that. But if you get somebody, an artist, an art connoisseur that really appreciates the craft and things like that, mm -hmm. I think it's really going to delineate who the real artists are and yeah. who are not real artists. Even those so-called quote-unquote AI artists, I'm like that. That one bothers me. It's like you're yeah. not, you're not. <laughs> stop. You're not an artist, bro. You did not spend time. You didn't right. spend years learning anatomy. Learning how to maintain your strokes, learning how to use reference, learning gesture, yeah. learning facial. You didn't do all of that. You're not an artist, bro. No. So get so first off, takes have several seats because you're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I don't care how cool your drawing is, you're not an artist, bro. So you're not. I'm not. I, I'm never gonna allow somebody who's who's literally had a program for 15 minutes. Right come on here and call themselves that that's that's when you take me off <laughs> you know yeah. um but again they don't they, ai art doesn't have what we have and after a while people are going to get tired of the same thing i i personally think yeah. it's a little faddish i think it's more of a fad than anything mm -hmm. um i think it is something that will fade over time the more and more it's used and i think this fad is starting to fade already on a personal level and and here's the kick um, don't draw don't have ai draw because we already know ai even ai can't draw hands so you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that ain't no person <laughs> you know yeah he can't yeah. draw hands he can't so, draw hands it can't do a proper like i've seen pictures where people do like the the upper body like proportions mm -hmm. The proportions look so off. Like the person who has like, like twelve or sixteen abs, and then like the ribs yeah. are all like. I've all seen that. On. It's like, yeah, it's like it can't even do that properly. Come on, like, man, it's beyond steroids, bro. Yeah, it'd be funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, but um, I was like, man, this 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 machine must be taking taking cues from life film. No, I was like, <laughs> that's hate. That's hate. But uh, so he, he making paper, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he making money. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I view it the same way. It is a tool, and it needs to remain as such. I don't see it as big as a threat, like I said, because, like I said, the heart and soul of what we do is shown in in all the things that we create. You know? Yeah. So I don't. I get the I get I get the the fear, mm -hmm. but like I said, I think it's a fad, and it's a fad that will go away very quickly. And um, real artists, once this fad goes away, I think artists now should be able to see their worth at this point. Yeah, 
because um, one of the biggest problems also in our community is artists who are just new to the game who want to start trying to make money they undervalue themselves yeah um now is, a, is the best time than ever to show how valuable you are in comparison to a computer yeah. you know you the, ai pretty much gave us the value that we so doubt it that we have you know what i'm saying <laughs> i feel i really feel that way dude it's just like bruh like <laughs> you should be you should be rejoicing i again on a personal level i'm like Psh. yeah so now when yeah. i want to charge 230 dollars for you know for a piece i'd be like look yeah you could go to ai if you want to it's gonna have 18 fingers on one hand and you know it's gonna be stolen artwork from this person to this person from this person yeah you know it's not original and you'll know and you'll always know that you cut corners right you'll always know that you cut corners yeah so whereas if you get a, an original piece of art from an artist mm -hmm. and you spent good money on it you know then then that's going to be that's that's where you're going to see Mm -hmm. and, and see that difference at so yeah you know i see the positives i and i, and I also see the negatives mm -hmm. and like i said i get i get the fear around it i understand it but i think this is an opportunity that i i feel artists should really embrace and here's and i in my and after i say this i'm gonna shut up is anytime you put something on the internet yeah it's public domain I don't care what nobody says a piece yeah. of copyright laws and all that stuff yeah okay there's that that really determines public domain yeah but i feel like you put something on the internet dude you're <laughs> you're exposing yourself to all kinds of fair game honestly mm -hmm. you know because there's nothing that can be done to stop it mm -hmm. right case in point with this ai stuff yeah you know so mm -hmm. You know, I just, I just feel that, you know, embrace the opportunity, mm -hmm. be more careful with your property, what you're putting online. Yeah. You know, like you see, you don't see, I don't, you, you're not going to see much Pantheon stuff online because I don't want nobody snatching it up potentially. You shouldn't have to do that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so as creators are going to need to be more selective in what we're sharing and how we're how we're sharing it with others mm -hmm. and uh, be more smart. Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel too, and, this, and again, this is just me. Mm -hmm. If you have fan art out there and you're mad because you stole my fan art, you don't get to say nothing. Like, that's fan art. Like, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people get upset. Oh, they took my fan art of so and so, so and so. And then, bro, you already. You're already jacked up with your stuff. You can't do that. You don't have an argument. <laughs> you know. Yes, it's, it's not your care to begin with. So. Yeah, yeah, it's not even yours. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a. I always like to hear other artists' perspectives because you know, everyone is is different, and I find that those who are a little, you know, there there are a lot that feel the same way we do. Hmm. But then there's some that are just like, this is a crusade. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just like, it's not 
yeah okay well you know what more power to you and your crusade i hope i i really do hope it goes well <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm just not gonna be here dog i gotta go to work today so while i got you here what don't you tell some folks i mean if those who don't know you already and they're uh, you know come through to see the see the podcast later mm -hmm. where they can find you where they can follow you in your work and uh yeah so uh you guys can find me on facebook instagram twitter the 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 um the username is art of tdj um and i'm also on youtube i'm, I'm going back on youtube i, I did put i have a, a few videos showing some of my artwork and showing some of the tips and tricks so you guys are welcome to see it that's also the same name art of tdj uh and then also um I'm work, uh, we have a Kickstarter that's up right now for one of my books. It's called Atlas Edge of Rebellion, um, like this page right here. And so, go ahead, uh, go ahead and type that in um, if you can. Go ahead and type that oh. in. Up. Yeah, hit that up, man. Get that link up, and then in the playback, you should be able to see that link. It just goes straight to it. Okay, uh, no, what would you say that? What was the first place you said that you're at? Oh. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Oh, I thought I heard you say something else. Maybe I heard something different. Crazy. I know you're supposed to draw shapes when it comes to hair. I know that. I know that. But for some reason, <laughs> but for some reason, I'm like strands, Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm a little i'm a little different with hair like i just draw the strands like just just because and then if it, if it creates a shape that's cool because <laughs> yeah. you know hair's hair is like very fickle yeah um, it's it's very complicated but i've seen how like um there's a few projects to do it but the way i do it I just draw a few strands going which direction and then eventually i'll just create the, the shape and form how i like it mm -hmm. that's how i that's how i roll yeah <laughs> i need uh, yeah <laughs> so all right man let me see so we got a few more minutes let's i'm gonna toggle back to you you've been looking at my hey look at the progress yeah, man, you gotta give me you gotta give me an in-depth tutorial, dog, on, on how to color on this piece because that's gonna be a new skills. Oh yeah, I mean I can show you real quick since I got the the layers up here. So, because um, uh, I saw the I saw the um, I saw the uh, the tutorial on 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 YouTube. I actually watched that this morning. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm not gonna do that now because I don't wanna <laughs> myself, but yeah, keep it in mind, you know. At first I thought you were using Photoshop, and I'm like, nah, that's clip. So yeah. well it's funny because a lot of the the tips and tricks it started from Photoshop and I just like implemented it to um Clip Studio. So yeah. um 
Yeah, like a lot of the stuff. So like, I have like two ways of coloring. So, um, in my in one of the videos, I was going over the lasso and uh, the lasso trick to aware, and it's very common with a lot of the colorists where they would just like they'll create a shape of like things. So like, depending mm -hmm. on where the light is, they will take a shape and then they will get like an airbrush tool, and then they will go ahead and like, um, you know associate there and then uh, they will go in depth with the shape like they will create more shapes in there to kind of define you know the 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 planner the planners of the of the body or the proportion so uh, that that was that's one method i i used for that for when i was at photoshop and then in clip studio um like i said i've gone for more of the the manga route um but just a little twist to it so um so on here, you can see that I have the everything's in layers. So I got my lines. I got my. I have a base layer. So it's kind of like a. It's more like a mask shape to mask the whole thing together. And then right. like, I have the flats that separate each of the pieces and different colors. Uh, so I got oh I got the hair on one layer because I, I had he has a face. So I, I didn't like yeah, so, that's what I'm saying, dog. I need that brush. Yeah, <laughs> I need that brush, man. That that is fire, bro. Like I can use that to make the dreads too, man. That'd be yeah. cool. probably did that already, though. Huh? I'm probably ain't even say nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think what I did for the thing, I can actually tell you because I used two of these. I wonder if I should customize because I, I I use a combination of two. So they, they got a spray, they got a spray brush. Mm -hmm. And they have a, a, a gauze cloud one. So sometimes, so when I do like the hairline, I would uh, like uh, let's see if I could do like a demo right here. Like I, when I when I do like the hairlines, uh, sometimes I go back and forth between the spray and uh, and the gauze brush. So like the kind of get like a nice oh, go back to the thing. Kind of get like a nice fade here and there. I work on something, but that that was my that was my method of doing the hairline. But I'll try to make something that I kind of combine the two. Yeah. Um, so um, so with the with the with the uh, the layers, so I have the flats and bases as two layers. Then I separate my shadows and my highlights um, from each of them. So I I was called gradient bottom. So the, it, so the gradient bottom is like a shadow layer where um, I kind of just have like. Like any like the extra shadows from below the ground because where the light is shadows underneath so that kind of pushes the character a little bit it helps with the um you know pushing the character oh, the bottom yeah pushes it in the background yeah i saw that yeah, so it's not so flat. Mm -hmm. then i got my my uh shadows so with these shadows i you know i it's kind of like the lasso but instead of like doing the airbrush i just fill it in so i just fill in my shadows right then i have a soft highlights where it's the airbrush, but it's for the highlights. And uh, typically for the so for the shadows, I use like I use like more of the light blue or the lavender color mm -hmm. uh, for my shadows because it's cool colors. So cool colors tend to push back, you know, the, the, the figures. And then the highlights, I use like warmer tones like red, orange, or yellow. Uh, so for the highlights, I got soft ones. So the, the highlights again, it helps with the characters, you know, pushing them forward mm -hmm. to help with that because you know, the, like with the face, there's so many different. You know shapes and figures and how the you know the face is uh, uh, constructed so um i use that for soft and then with the lights i try not to go too crazy with the highlights because um 
like for this style this style mm -hmm. is the manga style so you don't see a lot of like especially for the face because the face is so uh you know it's so complicated like it, it's like it's like few little uh shapes here and there yeah. i tend to go for more of like the the highlights which is why a lot of times and even so i always check with pinterest because pinterest has amazing set of uh, portraits that where yeah. uh, especially for black skin that show you like how the light is reflecting on their skin and how the highlights are work so like yeah. um especially for like dark characters there's a yeah. whole lot of highlight and i try to do that with this face and never because you know because dark skin so right. uh, and i need then, to go and check out your 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 uh your boards so that i can hopefully grab some tools yeah tool, man yep I, I i should probably i should probably put that on my um on my book my book my bio maybe wants to access to it because i got i got uh, tons of boards from portraits to like mm -hmm. high-tech photos i got something about uh, i i got pictures of um like uh what do you call it uh like manga books and comic pages i also got right. a board for for ladies like i have a whole yeah. thing <laughs> believe it i got the same thing man oh, so, <laughs> yeah so i i'm like i like to share the money out um so but yeah that's that's simply my um how i go about with the shading that it's everything is the layers i, I separate them by layers and then i have the rim lights which is kind of like uh sort of like uh like like any like bounce light that bounces on the surfaces so like right with him, you know there's blue light underneath them so mm -hmm. uh light. but uh but yeah that's simply my uh my hybrid twist of how i color my pages nice nice oh wrong brush <laughs> Um, oh, and I also forgot to mention this is a fun here because I'm getting ready to use one of my uh, custom brushes I already have. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. So I got a couple of brushes on here, uh, which you guys can check on my gum uh, gum I got these brushes for sale. So I got a couple of light brushes. I'm gonna use these for uh, his eyes. So, um, cause he's supposed to be like supercharged, angry. So right. makes sense to how to use <laughs> the light brushes. Gotcha. gotcha. And so let me make it bigger. I'm on top of this. like this it's like I, I got like i'm experimenting right now because i got like different brushes so like i have one that's like a thick lightning one this small one and this one's kind of more like mystical so mm -hmm. let me go with this i need reference <laughs> yeah, hey let me break out that Pinterest player. Yeah. Yeah, I like Pinterest so much too because it prevents you from going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. 
I mean, the board is already right there. It's so many options for you to choose from. You know, it's it's dope. It's it's so cool. It is. Oh, dope. So like, and that, and that also helps with your art block. So for anybody that that has like, because I, I know that so many different art blocks. It's it's so annoying. Yeah. Like anytime anytime I, I fall in that phase where I don't know what to draw, go right to Pinterest. Yeah. That's that would that would help you a lot. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, I just bought a cricket machine because I'm gonna start because it starts selling a uh, sticker, so I'm gonna be messing with that after we get it done here today. Ooh. So I mean, I already I'm already making stuff because I just bought a printer and uh, I don't get the Canon Pixma. Oh, nice! And uh, and. Uh, and so I'm trying to, uh, so when I print, it prints beautifully. And, but one of the things that I was having trouble with mm -hmm. was that the smearing of the stickers on the ink. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, no. Yeah. So, oh, you know, I had to go to YouTube University, find out what, what I could do to fix that. Mm -hmm. And I actually found a fix for that. And I uh, just got, so I had some matte stickers, which, you know, you can only sell for a certain amount. Then yep. I bought some vinyl paper, which now will allow me to sell at a higher price point because the vinyl sticks around waterproof. It's good, better quality. So now that I got this cricket. Nice. Me and my wife will be playing with that thing for a minute, trying to get my wife into doing some stuff too, so. Oh, right. Hopefully she'll, because she likes making signs and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. Get it in. I've seen, I've seen a lot of those in my uh, local store, little cricket machines. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about, I thought about getting one party this year. Yeah. Um, it's so convenient too. Yeah. Yeah. You can save money from going to a printer and. Oh yeah. And all that. So. You know, and I tried some of the printers. Unfortunately, I wasn't too thrilled with a lot of them. Um, yeah, I was just like, mm, I could, I could do better if I had the resources. But you know, you, you go with what you have. Yeah, I, I call myself trying to like do it, do it yourself, mm -hmm. just like print it and cutting yourself. That's what yeah. I did for my my first uh, Comic Con, and man. I was all night trying to cut them sticks. Oh, yeah. It is, this is torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But I will say, man, and I'm sure you know, man, when you sell your stuff and people appreciate it, you're like, yeah. Yeah. It's all worth it. It's worth it. I, I'm putting that on my wish list. That's looking dope, bro. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick up them brushes, dog. So I got my Toshinori now. One for one. 
what kind of animes are you are do you watch mha at all yes i do yeah oh man such a great anime dude i love i love uh Magadamia. it's amazing uh, my hot take i think it's one of the best superhero stories ever told man Mm -hmm. I've never, ever in my life, being a comic book lover, have 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 been so engrossed in a comic book story than I have here. It is so three dimensional. It is, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just, it's just. There's so much. You know, all the characters play a part. All of them mean something. The character growth is just phenomenal, dude. Yeah, it's just fire, dude. It's so good, and, it's, it, and especially this season, it's a lot more emotional than I thought of. Because Bruh. when uh, man, uh, <laughs> oh my god, old boy's uh, origin, yes, dude. Oh my god, I don't know what Kirigiri is doing. He's just like, you know what? I think I want to go for feels this this time around. Let's let's, <laughs> let's just really just stab our watchers. You know, forget this way. Yeah. Mess. Yeah. We don't forget, forget what you know about the previous seasons. This is, mm -hmm. this is this is how we're gonna portray him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We getting to see Vigilante Deku, seeing that origin story, how that works. Yeah. I'm excited. I am too, man. Knowing what Deku's gonna become. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's I am I am. Ooh, I am so stinking excited. I, I love it. I got my sister hooked behind it too, so she so she's following every episode as well. Yeah. So I was like, man, this is. It's so, so funny because my wife is is was is watching with me too, and she comes up to me later. She's like, uh, she's sitting there telling me about, hey, did you know that so and so so and so and so and so and so, and, so? and I'm just glaring at her, and she's like, what? I'm like. I, I think I now understand what it feels like when I'm talking to my friends about my nerd stuff. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, this is exactly what they feel. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, you, now, you're, on a, yeah, now you're on the other side of their defense. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because I'm the superhero guy, I'm the one that, you know, you know Power Rangers and stuff like that. You know Tokusatsu genre, all that stuff. Like I'm that dude. So to hear it from another end, let alone my wife, he's like, "Bruh," <laughs> you know. Oh man, that's that's funny. Yeah. So I was like, "Man, this, this, this is what they feel like." I, 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 I never knew. <laughs> so but yeah it's a, it's a wonderful 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 anime man yeah it's the most enjoyable i've watched in 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 years yeah. and hot take all might is the best superhero ever he's better than superman and superman's my dude okay yeah but all might surpasses superman in so many ways Man, let's yeah. not talk about powers. We know Superman can beat down All Might. We're not talking about that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> character growth. I mean, because anybody's like, "Oh, All Might can be Superman," be like, "You're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about." Uh -huh. But, but as far as the type of hero that All Might is, the 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 reasons why he does what he does, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That that's that is a stinking hero, dude. I'm like, yeah. I look at I'm watching the anime and all my comes on the screen and I'm grinning. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm like, how's a dude gonna come on their dang I'm screen a fictional character and I'm grinning like an idiot? <laughs> not even real. Not real. You're gonna inspire hope <laughs> in the real world and <laughs> happiness. Okay. Yeah. He's that he's that well developed, that well you know, thought out. Yeah. Great yeah. animal. I think that's something even the 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 comic industry so really admire. Because I I think I've seen one time how I think it was last year. They were comparing the, the sales to um, the comic books versus the manga. And oh, yeah. you know, everybody the, 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 the sales for the manga out outmatched the comics easily. Definitely. Because it's just like and, and, I, and I, was, I was telling a, a friend of mine as well, like when it comes to when I'm doing like my characters and so forth, I want to go towards like that manga storytelling because mm-hmm. manga has found a way to, it's like central storytelling, but it's like every character has their shine. They have their, yeah. you know, their they got motivations. They got, they got some character to them. Like they have something that keeps them going, you know, mm-hmm. that people love them because it's so real. They all um, have a purpose. They got yeah. They got a purpose. They, they got goals. You know, mm-hmm. like like a normal human being. Yeah. So, um, versus like with the combos, it's just like oh, we just got you know characters. We're just gonna do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no rhyme or reason for them. Yeah. It's like this person was completely unnecessary. Why are they here? Right. You know, and Marvel. Why does Ironheart exist? I don't know. We needed a black girl to be Iron Man. Yeah. That's not a good enough reason. <laughs> you gotta give me more than that. <laughs> huh? That's not saying for her. You gotta give me more than that and just. Be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't give me token. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's such a good anime, bro. Yeah, it's and I, I say, I, I talk its praises all the time. I'm like, you gonna get an anime. <laughs> if you wanted just a first time situation. Here's what I recommend. Yeah. You know, it's neutral. The babies can watch it. Well, I don't know about season six, but the kids can watch it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, I it's, when, it's I, when, I, when I first started uh, My Academia, it was good to begin with. And then when we got into, was it season three or four? The one where they go on campus and then they have to beat the, the League of Villains. Uh, one of them was the muscular man. That's, oh yeah, that's that's when the show really hyped up, and I was like, oh, they're stuck, yeah. they're stuck in this forest and they got nowhere to go, and mm-hmm. they're in the corner. And man, that, that 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 to me when I first when it, when we got to that arc, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. Got <laughs> yeah. better after yeah. that, and it was like, oh sh- wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so cool. And then of course the new season right now it just tops that. Just like, New season, yeah. it's just, it's just like, man, him talking to the, well, I'm not saying that because I'd be watching the anime, like, get watching, <laughs> like, wait, what? Spoiler alert. But y'all know, y'all, you know, you know. I know, yeah. It's legit. Uh-huh. It is legit. Yeah. Afterwards, I was done. I was like, man, I got to draw Nana. <laughs> I never draw Nana before Nana Shimura. Yeah. Like as much as I love this anime, I don't draw enough of the characters. I was like, I need to change that. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm thinking about drawing them traditionally if I ever get the chance. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of like my way of going back in. And, uh, there you go. There you go. Like, what you drawing now? Hey, I'm drawing on my academic characters. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm looking at one of the things I love about this clip studio, dog, is I get why everybody digs it so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at just these, the, the, the inks that are on this thing, and I'm like, my goodness. Yeah. It, it just looks, I, I couldn't pull this on Procreate. No. You know? I mean, even buying a brush from somebody, you just it's still just not the same. It's not the same thing. No. It yeah. looks great just the custom brushes alone will make you fall in love like oh my god this feels like a real brush yeah it's really good yeah so i i mainly use the um the real g pen brush that's um, exactly what i'm using <laughs> yeah because i i like because i feel like with a lot of the brushes they feel they, they feel so how do you put it it's not organic like it's like 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 for me like when i when i go back to like my traditional stuff you know mm -hmm. how like with the pencils in the pen you got those imperfections the way right. it curves or whatever i feel like the g pen just has that type of feel for it the texture the imperfections like and, right. it, and it doesn't feel so oh artificial that's the word i'm looking for there you go so because like because like said procreate procreate is kind of like yeah. and so people try to like that like people try to make their brushes so it's like a pencil brush whatever but mm -hmm. but clip studio they already got a brush like that and you don't have to you know get custom ones now you could get customs to make it even more dynamic but the g pen alone is already uh phenomenal so that that that's my go-to pen sir all right so knocking on that two hour mark so this is where i'm going to cut it for this show today Ta okay is it Tarek or is it Tariq? Tariq Tariq okay Tariq man it was a pleasure i appreciate you coming through mm -hmm. hanging out with a brother <laughs> Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I've been trying to, this is the one way I'm trying to connect with some artists and, and, and really, you know, build up my resources and connections, you know, so and, and mm -hmm. chop it up, building. So it's always been, it's always been real. It's always cool to be able to do that and talk art and, and all the mm -hmm. things you like and all that stuff. So I appreciate you being willing to take the time and come on a lot of folks are like oh i'm so busy i got things going on which is understandable I get it. yeah but uh you know i'm glad you're able to come through doc <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fun man so i enjoyed i enjoyed everything about it so good 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 i'm glad to hear it but i mean you know you know fun interview man you stay quiet one of the things i seem to have a <laughs> two artists beyond and sometimes they'll both get into their zone yeah <laughs> it's cool but it's like 
man, is anybody gonna talk? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do both of y'all on for a reason? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's 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 cool, man. It, it, was, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, one more time before we shut out, man. Go ahead and, and, and say your stuff, and then I'll go ahead and say yeah. mine's. All right. So, um, you guys want to uh, find my work? I'm all over on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the hashtag, or not with the hashtag, with the username Art of TDJ. Um, you also got, I also got a YouTube as well, covering some of these videos, which I'm going back eventually, um, doing more tutorials and tricks. And that's also, uh, I think it's youtube.com slash at Art of TDJ. They got the new username hashtags, which is very useful. Um, and also, I have a Kickstarter running for the book I'm running right now, which is Atlas Edge Rebellion Number One. Uh, you can get that copy right now. That's on Kickstarter, um, and um, we got you know some more projects along the way. Um, so be sure to be on the lookout for all things uh, TDJ. So, um, yeah. All right, man. Yeah, I get. I need to get you in uh, for your next projects too. I'm thinking of coming. I'm in the works of creating a uh, digital. Uh, indie artist magazine. Mm. Uh, the uh, name I got, I have the name, I have it all kind of prepared, but it's gonna, I'm gonna, you know, have interviews and, and stuff like that and talk about giving. You remember in Wizard Magazine how they have the artist corner, how they give you, yeah, draw? yeah. I'm gonna have some of that, so have some artists show how they do their processes, mm-hmm. but like on in a month, like focus on a few artists, how they do certain things. And, yeah, then, uh, yeah. and then start highlighting Kickstarters too. So, um, right. so there's people who have a project that they want to, that they're pre-launching or whatever, put it in the mm-hmm. magazine and the folks can can have that. So it'd be digital or, or a physical copy of the magazine, just, you know, something like that. So uh, definitely need to keep you in mind for that. That's something nice. to be down for. But I thought it'd be kind of cool to do for the indie community too, man, to kind of, yeah. Get our, another way to get our stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, thank you guys for showing up here. If you guys have showed up later, um, if you guys are here on Facebook, on YouTube, or Twitch, please follow, subscribe, hit the uh, notification button if you're on YouTube, uh, so that you'll get contacted uh, for when I go live, or when I have any tutorials, or for my regular videos. Same thing with the. Uh, uh, Tariq here, make sure when you subscribe hit that notification bell so that you know that he's got new stuff like, okay um, I also have a Kickstarter going on as well for Pantheon number one so please go ahead if you can support it if you can if you can't got the funds right now at least share it with some friends that you think might be interested in it, we appreciate that um, any support is better than none and, but those of you put your money where your mouth is is extra appreciated um <laughs> and uh if you like what you saw today as well um i also have a patreon patreon.com id walker art if you want to join the art club there once a month you get stickers of the month that are made created by me you also get the print of the month that's created by me as well um either digital so you can print it out yourself or if you're in a certain tier you uh have that physical print sent to you as well so appreciate the support and uh, again, I appreciate you guys coming in. If you guys have any questions, contact me on Instagram, ID Walker Art, Facebook, ID, uh, ID Walker Art, and uh, YouTube, same thing, Twitch, ID Walker Art all over. Leave questions. 
and I'll go over them next time in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Keep creating and just be good to each other, please. Nod. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, talk to you. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Right. Peace, y'all.